If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, through 34, and then we will skip over to verse 54 uh, through 62. Luke 22:31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. I want you to understand this morning that is Satan's desire, that he have every one of us in this room. Now, if you're lost, you've never been saved, he's already got you. But for those of us who are saved, he wants us. We've turned our back on him when we got saved, but that doesn't keep him from wanting us. So Jesus knew what he was talking about. He said, Satan wants you, Peter. Notice what he says, but Jesus said, I have prayed for you. You want to read the greatest prayer that our Lord ever prayed, you read the Gospel of John chapter 17. He prayed for his disciples, he prayed for himself, and finally in that prayer, he prayed for you and for me. Even though we were not even born then, he prayed for us. He said, so I have prayed for thee. That thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, this is what Peter said, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and unto death. And Jesus said, I'm I'm telling you, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou hast thrice, three times, Denied that thou knowest me. And he said unto them. Excuse me. I'm going to go to verse 54. Then took they him and led him. And brought him to the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire. In the midst of the hall. And were set down together. Peter sat down among them. And a certain maid beheld him, looked at him, in other words, as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour after Another confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Excuse me. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. You know what that does to me right there? That gives me cold chills. The Lord Jesus can speak through anything or anybody. And you see, he warns us. He warned Peter that you're going to deny me. Oh, no, not me, Lord. I'll go with you all the way. He said, you'll deny me three times. And when you do, the cock will crow. Verse 61 says, and the Lord turned And looked upon Peter as if to say, I told you. 
And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice, three times. The Bible says that Peter went out and wept bitterly. Father, help us to see where we stand with you today. And Lord, we know that you can speak through anything. And as you have spoken through your word here, that you even spoke through the rooster and Peter heard it. And Peter was reminded of what the Lord Jesus told him would happen. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to realize and know that we're not put here to stay, that we're just passing through. And we need to get our lives straightened out. We need to get it right for you. Lord, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice today, God, that we would all realize and know that we're going to stand before you and give an account of our life. And that we will be responsible. Lord, help us to make those changes even today. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. There are some good things about roosters that we should follow. I want you to listen. There are some things that we need to follow that the rooster, he, he set an example. You see, he rises very early while it is still daytime and begins to do his God-given task. I don't know of anything else that's been called a crow, except some of us men, Rusty. Sometimes we want to crow. But the rooster does his job. I mean, it's just that simple. Who ever heard of a rooster sleeping until 8 o'clock in the morning? You know, we got two on the place, and I, I mean, sometimes I'm up before daylight, and hey, they already up, crowing, crowing, doing what they're supposed to do. The rooster does not refuse to crow because he cannot do it like a canary. You know, he, he, he does, uh, he don't even have to try to imitate a red bird or a nightingale. He just does what he's supposed to do. The rooster does his job. And he does it earnestly without any praise. We can learn some lessons from the rooster. The crowing rooster brings about a great announcement that a new day is about to begin. You can count on the rooster. He's very dependable. He's persistent. And they don't just crow one time. They just keep on crowing. Even during the day, it's just simply remind us, hey, it's a new day. You better spend it wisely. It won't be back. And I've never heard a rooster complain. Well, I'm so sick of this crowing. Nope. Never heard them complain. They just do their job. They do it persistently. They do it with confidence. Because that's what God's called them to do. A rooster. Created by the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's, uh, let's look what the rooster tells us. Now, what I want to do this morning, I want to take each letter. Don't turn this thing over. I want to take each letter of rooster, okay, and share with you what I feel like it stands for as far as people concerned, as far as us as Christians. Are you ready? You want to write this down? You need to write it down. A rooster tells us, first of all, that we need to get ready. We need to get ready. Ready for what? Well, the, the, the thing is, if you've never been saved, then you need to be saved. That's the thing about it. That's getting ready 
to meet the Lord, is to be saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the lost need to get saved. The saved need to be reconciled to one another. I can't imagine being out with someone, not want to speak to them, and, and not want to, to shake hands or whatever. Now, we all have enemies. I mean, I have enemies. But I speak to those enemies. Hey, I don't wait for them to speak to me, okay? I speak to them. And I've heard people say, well, they didn't speak to me. Well, I don't care whether they speak to me or not. I'm going to do my job. You know, when a rooster crows, he's not looking for me to come out and say, boy, you've done a good job. Hey, I talk to them, though. They got names. Rufus. Is that one that runs loose on the yard. <laughs> and Rojo, he stays inside with the hens. He, he takes care of the hens. But they do their job. And we need, we need to be ready. The lost need to be saved. The saved need to be reconciled to one another. Listen, God is keeping the records, okay? He is keeping the records. He knows every step that I make. On Friday, he knew when I was going to fall and where I was going to fall. And I did. I didn't know it, but he did. Because he knows everything. And he's keeping all the records <clears throat> of the things that you and I do. Whether we good things or bad things. We also need to remember, <clears throat> excuse me, what Jesus has done for us. Think about it. Well, just think about what he's done for us. You know, Christmas time, we celebrate his birth. We celebrate his life. Prior to Easter, we, we celebrate his death. And then Easter, we celebrate the resurrection. And as we live our life, we're preparing ourselves. We're getting ready for the resurrection. And we're going to cover that. It's amazing. The rooster starts with an R and ends with an R. All right, listen. Pay attention, okay? We need to remember what Jesus has done for us. And also... Listen, we need to repent of all sin. That's what Peter preached over and over. That's what John preached over and over. Repent. Repent. Change the way we're living. Repent of our sins. Repent to one another. If we've wronged somebody, get it straightened out. Oh, they may not accept your apology. But the thing about it is, you have made things ready. You have got things right because you did your part. The rooster of the gospel tells us not only that we need to get ready, but secondly, we need to be obedient. We need to be obedient. Obedient to the Word of God. The Word of God is very plain. The Word of God tells us how we are to get right and get ready and be obedient to the Lord. It tells us how to do that. We not only need to be obedient to the Word of God, but we need to be obedient to the Father. You see, Peter wanted to do right, guys. You've got to understand, when I think of Peter, uh, he, he was one of the twelve. He was one of those that, uh, that the Lord Jesus chose, and he was a leader. Um, he was a fellow disciple. You think about Peter. He was in a backslidden condition when he was sitting by the fire. He denied knowing the Lord. Backslid on God. Turned his back on him, even though he said he wouldn't. He said, I'll go to the cross with you. I'll go, I'll die with you. You know, we say a lot of things with our mouth we don't mean. We hope we could fulfill, but sometimes it don't happen. 
And this can happen to us. We can become and find ourselves in a backslidden condition. Think about it with me a moment. Uh, uh, You're getting ready by getting saved, okay? If you're saved in this room today, now I've been both places, okay? Lost, saved, and backslidden, okay? What does it take if you're in a backslidden condition? What does it take? It simply takes, 1 John 1, 9 says, If I will confess my sins, he, that is God, will forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness and put me back in right standing. In right standing. You know, many years ago, the, the old country store, the charge accounts, you know, you could go get stuff all during the week, but on Friday they expected you to pay up. They expected you to settle all accounts. So, you know, when we... When we Uh, Think about those accounts. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ settled the account that you and I owed. He settled that account when he died on Calvary's cross. So we need to be obedient to his word. Obedient to the word of God. Obedient to to the Father. And we need to be obedient to those who are over us. Those who are over us. Okay? I I must, I have to give an account. I, I am accountable to our deacons. That means their business to know what I'm doing, where I'm doing. I'm accountable to them. They have a right to say, Preacher, when have you visited so-and-so? Okay? And, hey, I have a right to ask them. We are accountable. We need to be held accountable. We need to be accountable to somebody in this life. I'm accountable to Lynn. It's her business to know where I am, what I'm doing. It's her business. But we are all, listen... We are all accountable to God. And we need to be obedient to that and know that we are. We are to be accountable. And we are to be obedient also to the Holy Spirit of God that lives within. Can you imagine this? Listen to me a minute. When we got saved, the Holy Spirit came in, okay? Cleaned our lives up, got us on the right track. All right? You ladies clean house. You want your house nice and clean, so you clean it. Okay? Now, once you're saved, Holy Spirit lives within. Let's say we end up in a backslidden condition. We commit sin over and over. We, we just turn our backs on God. We don't, our lives become dirty, just like our houses. So we have to constantly, we're constantly cleaning our house. We're constantly dusting our house. Constantly. Because, hey, it happens. We need to constantly be cleaning, having our lives clean by the Holy Spirit of God. That's why God gives us that opportunity. Every day I ask God to forgive me of my sins. Have mercy upon my sorry soul for thoughts I have and, and things that I would say and do that's not becoming of a Christian. We must clean it up every day. The rooster, the gospel tells us we need to get ready. He tells us we need to Be obedient. But he also wants us to know that we are overcomers. We are overcomers because the Lord Jesus has overcome hell, death, and sin. He's overcome all of that. The grave. He's overcome it. You know, Daniel was thrown into the den of lions and a big stone was rolled over that where he couldn't get out. Jesus was placed in a borrowed tomb and a stone was rolled over the entrance to that grave where he couldn't get out. Now listen to this. 
Both Daniel and Jesus walked out. Ha! Hey, don't make no difference. Is there a stone in your life somewhere? Is there a stone in my life somewhere keeping us from walking out? Listen, confess it. Confess it to God. Confess it to one another. Get it straight. Because we are overcomers. Jesus said, I've overcome and because I have, you can also. We can overcome these things that gives us trouble, that hinders us. You see, with God's help, we can overcome sin. Listen to Hebrews 12.1. Listen to what he says. Seeing we are also compassed with, with a, so great a cloud of witnesses, we're surrounded with them. He said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily causes us to do wrong. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So with God's help, we can overcome sin. With Jesus' help, we can overcome selfishness. Listen, Hebrews 12, 2 says, look it unto Jesus. Why? Because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And his Bible says, who for the joy that was set down, set before him, endued the cross for you and for me, despising the shame. And after it was all said and done, he went home and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. He's on the Lord Jesus' right side. I mean, on, on God's right side right now, Jesus is. He's on the right side. He's praying for you. He's praying for me. With the Holy Spirit's help, we can overcome our shyness. I want you to listen to this verse in Philippians chapter 2. Excuse me, chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Listen to what, what he says. You want to overcome shyness? Listen, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed but that which with all boldness always so now also Christ Jesus shall be magnified in my body whether it be by fire or by death magnified in my body emphasized in my body emphasized in my works and, and the places I go and the things that I do and the, and the words that I say the rooster of the gospel tells us we need to get ready. It tells us we need to be obedient. It tells us that we are overcomers. But the rooster of the gospel tells us also we need a Savior. We can't get, you can't get out of this life safely without a Savior. You understand? Hey, without Jesus, it's hell and nothing else. You say, hey, I'm living in hell right now. Well, you need to thank God you're living in it now and you're not going to live in it for eternity. You see, for all of us who are saved, this is the only hell we'll ever know. For the lost crowd, if they never get saved, this is the only heaven they're going to know. So we need to think about, we need a Savior. You know what? He made the sacrifice. We need to search the Scriptures. Bible talks about tells us to separate I mean, to, to search the scriptures. It also tells us to separate ourselves from the world. Okay, now people say, "Well, how are you going to do that?" I work in the world. Certainly, we travel in the world, and the world has its ways, but we don't have to go those ways. That's what he meant when he said, "Separate yourselves from the world's ways." Okay, we don't have to follow the world's ways. Oh, we may be made fun of. 
We might be poked at and picked at for it, but that's okay. I'd rather be poked at and picked at here and know that I'm on the right track, that I'm following Jesus, than to turn my back against God and end up in a place where there are no exits, and that's hell. Also, the Holy Spirit is our shield to guard off all those fiery darts that the devil would throw at us. And something else that starts with an S, we need to stop being slothful. The Bible talks about being slothful. That means lazy. Okay, we need to stop being lazy and get on with the work that God has put before us. You know, nobody tells me where to visit or how often to visit. I just know that that's my responsibility to my heavenly Father that to go and visit people and encourage people and to try to lead people to Jesus. To go into the nursing home. Hey, go into the hospital, wherever things are going on. We also need to be uh, and live a sober life. Clear thinking lives. Clear thinking. And we also need to be submitted to the Lord. You know, the rooster of the gospel tells us that we need to be ready, we need to be obedient, we need to be overcomers, and we need a Savior. But it also tells us that we need to trust the Lord. You know, you can't trust people today. It's bottom line, you can't trust them. You can't trust me. If you tell me something, I don't write it down, I will forget. And sometime I'll lose my note. You know, what did I do with that paper? I know I'm supposed to do something. But where is the paper that tells me what I'm supposed to do? Where is the paper that tells me when I'm supposed to do it? And I have let people down. But the Lord Jesus won't do that. We need to trust Him. Trust Him with all our heart and our soul and our mind, the Bible says. Share our testimony with others. And watch out for the thief. The thief is out there. If you're lost, the thief's in here. And he's speaking to you right now. I say, hey, you don't have to listen to him. Old rooster ain't good for nothing but a frying pan. You don't have to listen to him. The thief will come, listen, to steal, to kill, and destroy. And listen, he's doing it every day. Every day he's stealing and killing and destroying lives of Christians. He's already got the lost. But he wants to do that to us who are Christians. But I'm thankful today. That I can lose everything you see standing before you today. But I can't lose my soul. My soul is grounded. My soul is, hey, I'm barbecued. Okay? Bought, branded, and quenched by the Holy Spirit of God. Nothing can change that. The rooster of the gospel tells us that we can have eternal life. I can't imagine eternal life. I can't imagine being with the Lord Jesus and God the Father and, and, and those friends of mine who've been who saved and have left this world. I can't imagine being with my family, that part of my family that's saved and, and already have gone on. I can't imagine being with them forever and ever and ever and ever. No end to it. No, no darkness because Jesus is the light. I can't imagine eternity. That's a long time. In fact, it's forever. Well... The rooster of the gospel tells us we need to get ready. It tells us we need to be obedient. It tells us that we're overcomers. It tells us that we, we need a Savior. It tells us we need to trust Him. 
it tells us that there are there is eternal life that last of all as i said the the rooster of the gospel starts with an r and ends with an r the rooster tells us the rooster of the gospel tells us that there will be a resurrection you know every person that has ever died that believed in the lord jesus christ that done left this world is going to rise first Bible tells us they're going to come out of that grave and they are going to rise first. That's the resurrection. That's the first resurrection, okay? That rising out of that grave. Many of you, we all have loved ones who've gone on. Hey, from little babies to old folk that are buried, they are going to rise from the grave. You're going to see them again. It says, how are we going to know each other? The Bible says we will know each other in heaven as we were known right here. Hey, I'll know you like I know you now. You'll know me. We'll be together forever. And when that resurrection happens, for those of us who might still be alive and walking around on this earth as Christians, we're going to be caught up to meet them in the air. We're going, to be, they're going to, we're going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. We're going to be changed, and we're going to join them around the throne of God. I cannot imagine it. I mean, the older I get, it seems like the more I try to imagine it. When I see clouds, I'm thinking, hey, this could be the day the Lord's going to come because the Bible says he's coming, and he's going to stop in the clouds. I can't imagine it. Okay, and all those Christians who've died, their bodies are going to come out of the ground. It's going to be changed, a new body. The souls are going to be joined back to those bodies, and we're going to be with the Lord forever. We won't have to say goodbye anymore. You won't have to worry about somebody stepping on your toes. You won't have to worry about somebody hurting your feelings. You know, if, if all I've got between me and my Lord is my feelings, I am in bad shape. You can't hurt me enough to quit serving the Lord. You can't hurt me enough to quit preaching. You know, I've been called and told a lot of things, but it, hey, it hadn't stopped me because I know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And He is in control. He is in charge. Well, according to Scripture right here, the rooster spoke. And Peter heard that rooster. Peter saw the Lord looking at him as if to say, I tried to tell you. You know, there's coming a day. Listen, now I'm finished. There's coming a day, if you're lost, you've never been saved, that you're going to stand before God. And remember, Jesus is on the right hand side. You're going to stand before God, and so am I. If you stand before God on that day lost, you're going to look around. You're going to see Jesus just like Peter saw Jesus. And Jesus is going, you may hear him say, I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Listen, think about it. Where, you, where will we spend eternity? Because it's real. It's just as real as what Peter heard when he denied the Lord the third time. But now keep in mind, some people say, well, I guess Peter went to hell. No, he did not. He did not because he was a saved follower of Jesus. He was just in a backslidden condition. Had he went to heaven without confessing his sins, he would have been without any rewards, okay? 
We don't work to stay saved. We work for Jesus because we love Him. That's the bottom line. We love Him. Think about that, Rooster. God can speak through anything. And hopefully today He has spoken to your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank You for the privilege. Thank You for that privilege, Lord, You've given us today to stand here. Thank You for the strength You have given me to stand. Lord, you know I, I'm hard-headed. You know that. Lord, I, I can't quit. I don't plan to quit until you quit me. You said you'd never leave me nor forsake me. So I pray. I pray for every person in this room right now. Lord, help us to think about you and what you've done for us. Help us be willing just to come forward. Give ourselves to you. Lord, you've blessed us in so many ways. And I pray that you'd bless our people today. God, I pray that no one in this room would be ashamed to come to this altar today. For whatever reason they need to come, in Jesus' name, amen.